0: Tables, Ladders and Beers. Hey, welcome to episode 12 of Tables, Ladders and Beers, the podcast where we talk about wrestling
1: and drink beers. I'm Emma. And I'm Mike.
0: Okay, so this episode is mainly going to be our end of year um, award. Uh, this is the first time we've ever done it, <laughs> since we haven't been running for more than a year. We Um we've, Probably this award show is coming a bit later than most other podcast award shows. We've been pretty busy and we wanted to talk about some shows um, that we'd seen at the end of the year, um, one of those being live, Unboxing, and the other one being at the beginning of the year, um, which was Wrestle Kingdom.
1: So, first of all, let's have a chat. We went to like you said, Progress Chapter Eighty Two Unboxing Live, Dukla Prague Away Kit was the name of the show on the uh, the day before New Year's Eve down in London. It's our first time at Progress's kind of spiritual home, the Electric Ballroom in Camden. Yeah, um, so that was quite exciting.
0: Yeah, it was really exciting. Um, good tip for you when buying a, a, a when actually going to the Electric Ballroom. It's obviously as we know, Progress fans do like to queue. Um, recently for the Manchester ones we've kind of not bothered because the way it's set out pretty much anywhere you can get a good seat so we don't really queue anymore probably should have queued uh, for the electric ballroom Uh, the only seats left were like by a massive stereo amp um, and pretty hard to get to um, in terms of like getting out and nipping to the bar but on the plus side um, we stood up um, which we didn't mind Right near the ring, and actually, really, yeah, we enjoyed paid the for game. a seat, but we
1: stood up. That, that <laughs> the, the seating that was left, um, I mean, it was t- there, shouldn't have been a row seat in there. It was, you know, I hate to get all health and safety, but <laughs> seriously, you couldn't, there was no, no way to get, get out, out
0: and in, like it, it was, it was ridiculous,
1: yeah, yeah. And like you say, it's the huge speaker system, which is used for the live music, yeah. um, <laughs> the Progress use it for entrance music and the like, was literally. At the back of our heads yeah um so yeah we just yeah, we just opted to stand r- rookie up.
0: fail on our parts probably but a good warning if you've never been to any ballroom shows but i'll say we stood up we we're right near the action and actually you know i wasn't bothered about that i don't know five pound difference or whatever it was ten pound yeah. difference i'm not sure
1: <laughs> so we're not going to go through the whole show we're going to talk about wrestle kingdom in a moment we're not going to go through the whole shows because we've got enough to talk about with our uh, end of year awards um, and these were um, a couple, two, three, four weeks now ago. Uh, I know, and it might, take, it might take
0: Mike to edit this, this for three three weeks too. So, yeah. you know, could be February by the time you're listening to
1: this. <laughs> but the big thing about unboxing, if you don't know, I've not been, is uh, none of the matches or even the competitors are announced beforehand. Um, it's kind of funny because virtually every progress show sold, sells out. Yeah. So there isn't actually any need to announce before any show, um, but they do, uh, except for unboxing. Um,
0: yeah, I really like that, because you're sat in the pub before, everybody's like putting their theories across um, about like who they think is going to be there, and it's quite exciting. So yeah. for me, um, I really liked it. I've just realised, Mike, we've not done something that we should do. I know it's only 12 podcasts so far. We've got to keep the tradition oh god yes so what, what are you drinking these
1: tables ladders and beers after a... <laughs>
0: what are you drinking mike
1: i'm back to budweiser um yeah. regular listeners will know i try to branch out um <laughs> two more exciting beers um but just didn't didn't today we're just so, keeping it real mike yeah you
0: know? it's fine
1: i'm the consistency within yeah tables ladders and beers yeah
0: um, so I'm drinking Heart and Soul, which is a, a session. I nearly couldn't say it then. A session IPA uh, from a local brewery in Hepton Bridge called Vocation Brewery. Oh, and yeah, okay. it's rather nice. It's very fruity. It's got tropical hints of tropicalness. Okay. <laughs> It's a cool cam. Um, it's a cool like cam. They, yeah, they yeah, they do really good um artwork like Magic Rock. It's it's great artwork. We went to their tap room actually in Hebden Bridge, it's really small. Um do you remember that's when we had that tapas?
1: Oh right, yes.
0: Yeah, that was there. And then they've actually got a new sort of tap room in Leeds where Carpe Diem used to be, which is ROP Carpe Diem. We used to watch WrestleMania there every year. Can't do that anymore. But anyway, it's called Assembly Underground, and they've got a new uh, sort of tap room where it's vocation and other beers um, are also there. I'd really recommend it. They've also got food stalls. There we go. I'm not sponsored by them (laughs) yet again. (laughs) If
1: you're in the north of England, check that out.
0: Yeah, check it out. If you're coming over to watch the Tidal show or watch the Defiant show, um, or something like that in Leeds, uh, then head down, have some beers before.
1: The big thing here is everyone, because no one knows what's on, everyone's kind of hoping or expecting some surprises. Um, progress had tried to downplay that, so you don't, don't expect anything. But actually it was, it was yeah, quite Yeah, like don't expect
0: anything like huge, huge, huge. But the yeah. I think the hugest one was Will Ospreay. Yeah, so... The Swords the, of Essex.
1: Yeah, so Aussie Open were defending their tag team titles. And then Paul Robinson comes out,
0: who has been a bit yeah, of a staple. He's for been a in few the last shows. few shows, yeah. so it's
1: not surprising. Uh, and then his surprise tag team partner is his old tag team partner, IWGP Open Weight Champion Will Ospreay. I
0: know it was pretty exciting, and it was really weird because um, being interesting indie wrestling for sort of say the last, I would say, not as long as 10 years, but sort of eight years or something, I'd kind of missed that sort of Essex thing. It probably was in that time, or maybe just where I was location-wise. And when I sort of saw Paul Robinson a few times at Progress, sort of Googled him and, and never knew. And I'd literally like found out that he was in a tag team with Will Ospreay a week before we went to a boxing. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't as much. It would have been a really weird surprise otherwise, but it was uh, that was pretty cool.
1: Um, other surprises were Marcel Bartel, the old Axel Dieter Jr.
0: Yeah, I was absolutely super excited about that. That was, I absolutely love him. And it was brilliant. I was, uh, I was I actually got, no, I got front row seat. Like, I know you shouldn't do this, right? So obviously, you know, haven't got a front row ticket, not going to sit down, not a douche. But seriously, the whole first half, the seat was there, didn't sit there. You know, total respect. People could be late. I've not paid for it. But, you know, I've stood up. I've got the back seat paid for and then the last three matches you know I'm, I'm i'm not old but i'm not young so i started to get a bit sort of you know my back started hurting so the last three matches i sat down on this front seat and uh, and that's when axel dita jr um marcel um rather what's his surname marcel beltel. that is his real name isn't it marcel beltel uh came out so i was really excited um and yeah he just walked straight past me and i was like, ah! like i don't that. think
1: anyone would be bothered taking a seat that no one's that's empty yeah well like the, last, well, the
0: last three matches like, i wouldn't normally two guys do did that.
1: that there was a guy over to our left who was on the front row
0: yeah
1: um and the seat next to him was empty the whole show he just had his bag on it yeah
0: Um
1: and then he got thrown out for being too drunk did he yeah and so two guys just came in.
0: Fair got them
1: to seats for the last couple of matches.
0: Fair dues, that's no, um, fine. The other sort of surprise, but not really surprise, because uh, she has has been at other progress shows, was uh, Jodie and Grace. Um, so that was quite exciting, and um, we actually got a title change, which was even more exciting. So that that was that got a real pop, didn't it, from the crowd?
1: Yeah, although I kind of found it a bit, it's a bit kind of a flat way to end the Ginny title reign. Um. It didn't feel... I know uh, Geordie and Grace had come out at the big Wembley show to challenge Ginny. Yeah. But it, it, it didn't, for a promotion that prides itself on storylines, yeah. it just didn't feel like a natural yeah. place to, to change the title. I get you. I um, and... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, they had a, a six-way match. Um, so a, a couple of surprises there were uh, Shigeru Airi, or Eerie, however you pronounce his name, the Japanese star. Yeah, um, we'd not seen him before. He was pretty impressive. He was really good. And Jody Fleisch.
0: Yeah, that was pretty pretty Which exciting. He got
1: absolutely amazing response from the crowd. He really did.
0: And he, the shape he's in and the stuff he could do. I mean, he's probably not as old as I think he is in a way. No, but... he
1: probably is. Oh, is he? Yeah. So
0: yeah, he's fucking good. It was really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's great. Obviously, they've done it with Doug Williams. Now Jody he he's wrestling today actually, um, for Progress in London again, and just kind of giving a bit back to these guys who were the mainstay of the British scene when nobody, yeah, paved there the wasn't a scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, paved the uh, way. Th- these guys, when I first got into indie wrestling, what in uh, Doncaster? Uh, one PW was one of them. Yeah, <laughs> but the scene it was a fraction of what it is now. Yeah, you know, it's dead really. Um, these guys have not made much money throughout the career, so. And any opportunity to give them a bit of a payday now and a bit of exposure and a thank you. I'm sure there's lots of thank yous from the wrestlers in the back to these guys. Yeah. I think it's absolutely fantastic.
0: No, it's really, really nice.
1: Um, So, overall, uh, enjoyable show. Oh, there was Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate met in the headline match as kind of uh, the last time. We'll see them there.
0: Yeah. I think Jim made the mistake on this match of uh sort of saying, you know, basically introducing it and saying, Oh, last you know, last time these guys had a match together it was the most epic thing and, you know, really kinda making it a bit you know, kind of talking it up too much. Yeah. And it was a bit long. But it was a good match. Um but that's you know, I think to be honest, some of the other matches, um, Definitely like the progress tag team match got more of a, a pop than that one, yeah. um, but I suppose Paul Robertson did actually crack his head open as well, which uh, led to the uh, drama and suspense of it all. Yeah,
1: <laughs> pretty sure it isn't the last time we'll see & Bate in a progress ring. Nah. I just they're done as regular, as regular competitors. Yeah. Um, you see with Marcel Bartel turning up because the relationship Progress have got with WWE uh, and basically the three guys in Progress are are helping run NXT UK I think you'll see the odd time not just Progress alumni but others from NXT UK turning up at Progress
0: yeah I think you're right right should we move on to uh, Wrestle Kingdom yep feels like a while i remember obviously progress unboxing more because we went there and just sitting on the sofa watching this so i'll probably like uh give it to you really to lead on your sort of favorite matches from uh from wrestle kingdom this year
1: yeah i mean it was very good wrestle kingdom it was like wrestlemania you know they always put so many matches on and um, try and fit everybody on the roster on the card. Um, I thought the first half of the show was uh, run of the mill um, apart from Zack Sabre Jr and Tommy Hiroishi, where Sabre won the um, Rev Pro undisputed British heavyweight title. Yeah, great really, match.
0: I really enjoyed that match a lot. Actually, that was great. And
1: one of the biggest pops it got, the show got for us was uh, when Chris Roberts came out to referee that.
0: Yeah, it was so emotional. Seeing Chris
1: Roberts in the Tokyo Dome is just uh, yeah. brilliant. So happy for him.
0: So happy for him. Brilliant.
1: Um, but then the as has become tradition over the past. Four five years, yeah. the matches at the top end of the card were just absolutely blow away, spectacular. Um, so I'd recommend, um, well, really all of the last four, which was uh, Ishimori defeated Kushida to win the IWGP Heavyweight Title.
0: That was quite cool. The Kushida entrance as well, wasn't it? Oh my God. <laughs> was it a little kid with the with, yeah? What well, it was obviously not. J- a really short person. Um this little kid, you know, coming out with the Kushida mask that was like scarily but a 3D like three D. Yeah, it was mask. like three like D. It was really head. weird. It was so weird. It and was, it looked
1: just it, it looked weird. Yeah, I didn't, didn't know it. if
0: he was just throwing utter shade at uh, uh, Ishimori for being like quite small. <laughs> 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 I don't- I don't know that's just my weird my weird ideas. Yeah. So Taguchi
1: was got brown with these kind of controls and then there's a big puff of smoke and Mini Kashida is replaced with actual Kashida. Yeah. Um who is now leaving to go to uh, WWE?
0: Yeah, that's Takeshi as well. That um that conference where he, when he yeah. got a bit emotional, bless him bloody Tanahashi's vault, won't it? He will.
1: <laughs> but it's, as a thank you to Kushida, they're letting him have his last match, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, I believe, against uh, Tanahashi.
0: Oh, right, cool. Uh, so it's like that's like a thank quite you, fitting. goodbye match.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, but I, can, I assume he's going to be going into NXT and uh, I can't wait to see some of the matchups he's going to have there
0: yeah if he goes into NXT which I hope that is that is what's going to happen that's going to be absolutely amazing I I can't wait
1: then we had Jay White defeated uh, Kasichika Okada um, in a this kind of grudge match Uh, fantastic match Jay White just keeps getting better Okada is <laughs> absolutely brilliant, obviously. Uh Jay White won. He's beaten pretty much all the major guys in New Japan over the past year. I know. So um you know, people are predicting he's gonna win the big the main one, the big title soon. Uh I'm can see the argument for that, but we'll we'll see. I'm not completely convinced on that. But certainly he's been positioned. To replace Kenny Omega as the yeah. top foreigner in New Japan.
0: We had a lot of uh, foreigners win, um, with the exception of uh, Kenny Amiga, didn't we?
1: Um, yeah, well, the next one, Naito beat Chris Jericho.
0: Oh, yeah, no, you're right, actually. <laughs> I was just watching it feeling like, this is a lot of, like, everyone, all the uh, Gaijin <laughs> beating Japanese, but no, you're
1: right. So that was the next one for the uh, IWGP Intercontinental title. An absolutely fantastic match. People raved about Chris Jericho and Kenny Amiga. Including us, yeah. Last from last year's Wrestle Kingdom, but I thought this was even better.
0: Yeah, I mean Chris Jericho is an absolute legend. He's still absolutely great in the ring. Like he's, he doesn't look as in shape because he obviously like doesn't work out as as much, you know, and has let himself get a bit of a belly, uh, we all do that, um, And but he's just absolutely, his, his skills are just amazing in the ring and he really can wrestle people like 20 years younger than him and, and keep up and it's just so exciting to watch, he's one of those sort of legends, we're so lucky that he's not, you know, Touchwood got injured or anything like that, that we'll just carry on seeing and obviously we're going to see him at All Elite Wrestling as yeah. well, which is the, the big news, which is pretty exciting.
1: Yeah. And then the headline match, uh, an absolute classic. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Kenny Omega to win the IWGP Heavyweight Title. Um, great match, uh, loads of great storytelling in it, great moves. Um, Quite long, though, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, for just under forty minutes. But you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was too long. You didn't think it was too long, no. Unlike. Um, we watched uh, NXT. Actually, we haven't talked about that we're out of time, but we watched the uh, NXT UK TakeOver. Yeah. And that was headlined with a Pete Dunne and Joe Coffee match. Yeah. Which just went far, far too long. Far
0: too long, mate. Far too long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we wrap this bit up? Anything else you'd like to say about um, Wrestle Kingdom
1: before we go for a beer break? Sorry, we haven't mentioned possibly the best match on the card. (gasps) That was the opening match. Uh, Will Ospreay...
0: And defeated koto ibushi. ibushi
1: to win the never openweight title
0: no you're right that was a very very good match yeah absolutely. very good match i really enjoyed that I'm um, you know I, i'm i'm as I said, a bit of a rookie uh, to new japan this year has been the year that i, I watch more new japan and um you yeah, know matches like that just completely you know put new japan on the map don't they
1: And I guess the idea of this this story of Will Ospreay winning the Openweight title, which is a, a belt in New Japan where you can be either a junior heavyweight or a heavyweight in competing for it, is to transition. Will Ospreay into a heavyweight, which has made no secret that's what he wants to do. Yeah. He has been trying to bulk up. Although, as we've discussed before, it's not simple as weight division. It's kind no. of uh, seniority.
0: Yeah, seniority, it's character. It's it's lots yeah. of things. It's, it's quite complex, really.
1: Um, but I think if anyone had any doubts that he could hang in a heavyweight division, those were completely dispelled by this match. He can do it, I man. mean, he wrestles in America and the UK, like a lot of these guys do, like Kashida against people who in New Japan are heavyweights. Mm. So it's only really New Japan that, that have this kind of split. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think he's going to thrive. Yeah, and you don't
0: have to be... Yeah, as you said, it's not just about physicality, but he still is quite physical. I mean, there's some people that I feel that it would be quite difficult, like, say, Zack Sabre Jr. or something. Um, but well, he is an heavyweight. Oh, shit, okay. <laughs> 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 Can we cut that bit out so I don't look like a fool now? Leave it in, I am a fool. But... Yeah. Lizzy, that's weird. Yeah, I suppose it, Again, mm. so it's
1: not about weight. It's you know yeah. it's, it's a style and uh It's
0: style, seniority, as mm. you say. But I'd still think that's a bit weird. But anyway. Like okay, different people it. have different
1: goals. Like Kenny Amiga, <laughs> he was a junior heavyweight but yeah. moved up to the yeah. heavyweight. Yeah. Um but then people He's got like very big hair though. Yeah. Like Kashida doesn't appear that either he didn't want to or New Japan didn't want him to move into the heavyweight. So he's gone. Just in Thunder Yeah. He spent his entire career as a junior heavyweight.
0: Well, so. lessons learned, Emma. Lessons yeah. learned. Um, okay, let's have a quick beer break. Uh, Mike can uh, re-up on the bud. I'll re-up on uh, the vocation, Heart and Soul. And then we'll come back and we'll actually uh, get on with the awards show. Exciting. People's Ladders and Beers. Welcome back to Tables, Daddies and Beers. This is our annual award show. Woohoo! Um, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> um, so in the pub, um, over a few beers, um, we thought up some categories. Um, this could go on for a long time, but we'll, we'll try and keep it fairly... On point. On point. Um, so that this is basically through many conversations in pubs um, over the Christmas period. Um, which is always good, talking about wrestling in pubs, Um, and then we've got five nominees uh, for every category, and obviously, um, we've agreed um, on a winner. That was hard sometimes, but we did get there in the end.
1: Okay, let's go on. So, first category is um, one to watch. So, this is the uh, wrestlers, the younger, newer wrestlers, who we've seen recently, and field could be destined for bigger and better things. So the nominees are Joe Nelson.
0: So I mean we've we've seen Joe just just quickly. Um we saw him festival at Tidal Wrestling. He's a young guy, I don't know how old he is, but a lot of like fun chants about him going to school the next day. So that's kind of how how young he looks, is what I mean.
1: Um He did have long floppy hair, but now he's cut cut it it off. off. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we've seen him at Tidal and at Graps. at yeah. um he's been there quite a lot.
1: But I have started to see his name pop up on other things. I think he's done um, IPW, yeah. just oh. the proper IPW yeah. uh, and some other small promotions in the region. Yeah. And he's a bit of a high flyer, very skinny kid. Yeah. But, you don't know, expect at that age really yeah
0: great wrestler exudes a lot of confidence which is quite rare in someone of of his age and seems so technical that I think in five years he's just going to be an absolute beast of a wrestler
1: and he's got this great just kind of or you know smiley happy yeah just delighted to be there kind of aura yeah um which you know you'd have you have to have him as a baby face given his size anyway but he just fills that role brilliantly um god knows where he's going to be in the next few years he's so good um Next nominee is Little Miss Roxy.
0: Again, someone we've seen at Tidal quite a lot, quite a lot, um, and recently has just made her Eve debut. Um, she's a great character, and we've seen her in a lot of intergender matches, um, which has been quite interesting. And I think her in-ring skills are getting better and better.
1: Um, Joe Wade is the next nominee.
0: Yeah, so Joe Wade, we saw um, a Christmas show for Grapple Wrestling, which is a, um, like a training um, training company, training mm. school, sorry. Um, and he was a bit of a high flyer. Um, and he just looked like it was coming quite easily to him. And I liked his look. It was reminiscent of probably, I think he's probably loves CM Punk. But um, that's really cool, you know. Um, and I think he's definitely one to watch.
1: Brady Phillips.
0: Um, so, Brady Phillips, he's another Tidal regular. He's uh, named for wearing really terrible trousers. Um, great personality, really good in ring skills, terrible trousers.
1: So he's been a heel for most of the time we've seen him, but he seems to be turning a bit face now. Yeah. Simply because the crowd just. Crowd really enjoy, enjoy him. him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's got that real smarmy, arrogant thing down. Yeah. Uh, and the last nominee is Darius Lockhart.
0: Yeah, I mean I think like out of all five of these, well, Bar Bar Little Miss Roxy perhaps, he's, you know, had, had a bit more of a career so far. I mean he's you know, he's from America. He's been wrestling four or five years, I think. Yeah. Um but he's kind of new new to the British scene. He's he's definitely doing more in the UK. Um, we saw him at Cheese Night Graps, I think that's what I'm thinking of, not progress. Yeah. Um, but the first time we saw him was Tidal.
1: Yeah, he's done a handful of UK shows over the past few months. And yeah, can't wait to see him again. Great physical wrestler. Great uh, charisma. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, <laughs> that's all the big it. stars have charisma. <laughs> so
0: That's half of it, yeah.
1: So do you want to announce the winner, the 2018 Tables, Ladders and Beers, one to watch?
0: Well, I think it won't be a surprise because we talked about him the most. And it's the guy who jumped off the balcony at Cheeson at Graps, And his name is Joe Nelson.
1: Yep, yeah, deserved winner. And um, I'm sure we're going to be seeing more of him because he is local. Um, but I can't wait; just so exciting to see how his career is going to progress. And us, us, be there.
0: I love there. that. It's like well, I'm so. Uh, we'll definitely be seeing more of him uh, because he's local. <laughs> But yeah,
1: yeah. But what I mean, people like <laughs> Darius Lockhart. he's great. I know. But I know. Unfortunately, probably won't see that much of him. Um, no. The others.
0: He's going to be on more and more shows, and the fact that he's local helps.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Congratulations, Joe. <laughs> um, next. Well, we up. haven't
0: got anything to give you. <laughs> we're like we're a podcast that's only been going for less than a year with not many listeners. But you know, <laughs> if we see you, we'll shake your hand.
1: Next is, um, according to my writing, Bet's moment. (laughs) So that's not what were the biggest odds that came off. This is best moment. Um, Yeah. So the moment we enjoyed the most rather than, say, the the most important event. Well, that was perhaps
0: totes emotion.
1: So the nominees for this best moment of 2018 were Charlie Morgan jumping off the balcony at Wrestle Queendom.
0: Yeah, um, that was a pretty special moment. Um, we were actually sort of, it, the show had kind of gone a bit further and we were staying at a friend's house. So we thought we'd better be leaving soon. So we went to sort of walk out on the last match, which was quite gutting, but we sort of had to. And, um, you know, we were on the balcony and suddenly Charlie Morgan was there. And we saw her jump off. So thank God we were there for that moment. And um, we ended up staying till the, the end and just sort of sod it, um, which was a great match. And yeah, I mean, she's pretty. Deaf. She she does quite a lot of defying stunts like that, and it's quite nice to see that in women because normally it's the guys doing that. And um, she's a great wrestler, great personality as well.
1: So I think it made the list because of where we were. If you were watching it on TV, it may just seem seem like yeah. another dive off a balcony. Yeah, but, but when you're on we, the balcony, you see how far it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so It's crazy. Um, so second nominee is. Doug Williams' retirement at Progress Wembley.
0: Yeah, so we talked about this on the podcast when we talked about Progress Wembley. It was a really emotional moment. If he lost, he had to retire. Um, he's given a lot to British wrestling, like we were talking before about, you know, Jody Fleisch and these people that paved the way. Um, and it was just very emotional. But it was great that his end of his career was in a massive, you know, not sold out, but huge capacity um, place. You know, considering that he's probably you know done village holes with ten people, and you know, not because he's not great, because the scene goes up and down, and it has done in this country. And it was great that he could go out on uh, on such a high. So I think that's why we included it in the nominees.
1: And he had a pretty good match with Trent Seven uh, to retire from as well. I thought it was good. True. Uh, Souls of Essex appearing and winning the Progress Tag Team Titles at Unboxing.
0: Yeah, I think this is really probably for the surprise of it all, wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, we didn't mention when we talked about the surprise earlier that they actually won, which was the biggest surprise of all.
0: (laughs) That was because we were like, Will Osprey, he's wrestling for other promotions, he's a busy guy, he doesn't do as many UK shows as he used to. He's not WWE. Yeah, it's not WWE for sure. So when they
1: won, it was genuinely like.
0: Fucking hell.
1: The only only (laughs) thing I can compare it to is when um, The Undertaker (laughs) lost to Brock Lesnar. And we were watching it in Carpe Diem, as you said. And people were just stood like in shock. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened here.
0: Yeah, we are all really, really shocked. Yeah, especially Paul Robinson. He was so shocked because he was bleeding all over the floor.
1: (laughs) Um, The fourth nominee for Best Moment is the Reservoir Dogs uh, match slash just... (laughs) thing <laughs> at Tuesday Night Graps.
0: Yeah, so this is the first Tuesday Night Graps we went to um, and they did this whole Reservoir Dogs thing that ended up um, that Carl um, Fletcher uh, got shot. And killed. And, and killed and bleeding everywhere um, and kept it up even when they were selling the merch afterwards. And he kept it up. <laughs>
1: He, he, he was dead not just for the rest of that show but also for the show for the after that show. Yeah. till the very end of the show when he was resurrected. Yeah. And he just played dead the entire time.
0: Yeah. So skills in looking dead and just brilliant to kind of do bizarre storylines as you see something different, choose night grabs has definitely been a highlight of our of our year.
1: And the fifth nominee for Best Moment twenty eighteen was All In. Which was the Sorry show. For having a bit of my bit. <laughs> Which, unless you're being hard, unless you hit under the rock in 2018, was the 10,000 uh, seater show that the Young Bucks, Cody, Hangman Page, they're, they're, all those guys put on.
0: Yeah, and it, now it's spawned all Elite Wrestling.
1: Yeah, so it was a show. It was a very entertaining show. There was no—I mean, we reviewed it. You can go back and listen to that. Nothing on there that was like match of the year, but everything was entertaining. Yeah. And it was just so the reason it's made the list is one because of the impact it's had on the industry, and two, it was just so exciting. Sat watching it and seeing these guys go out, do whatever they wanted, making a success of it. Yeah. It was kind of like watching Tuesday Night Graps <laughs> if they could do it in a ten thousand seat where you know it's just that's they're presenting their version. Yeah. It, it's what
0: they want to do. They're the creative behind it. And yeah. that's so rare in wrestling, you know, it's the, 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 the especially at that level. I mean, it's not rare at Tidal, I'm sure they have, they're, they are, you know, responsible for their own creative. But yeah, it's something you don't see in WWE and it's it's something that actually is gonna be a proper challenge to WWE, which, you know, is good and that's what we need for products to improve.
1: Okay. So the tables ladders and beers best moment of twenty eighteen is
0: we need a drum roll noise. I wonder if you can put one in afterwards, or is that Tried. too complicated? <laughs> um, it is. Doug Williams' retirement for the, for the reasons I said. Very emotional.
1: Very emotional. I was in tears. Um, a big legend of British professional wrestling, and a guy who had come back to well, not back. Had come to progress and put on some great matches. Really good matches. It's not like he was an old timer. Just. He'd shown his face, he put on some great matches, entertained the crowd, and went out in style. And like you say, you know, we watched a documentary on um, <laughs> I can never remember his name again. <laughs> Not really, Nigel McGuinness. Oh
0: yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that one, yeah, yeah. And he
1: did a retirement tour and he, he wrestled in front of nobody. But... Well,
0: that's what I was saying when I said, you know, he's probably wrestled like 10 people in a gym, but I mean, that looked like his retirement tour, which you know is totally understandable. Um but yeah it was great that doug williams could could do could do it in style as you said yeah.
1: so thank you doug thank you doug and congratulations on winning best moment twenty
0: eighteen yeah
1: the next award is for the best streaming service um so this is just basically a list of the ones we use isn't it <laughs> yes. um we we kind of went for this instead of best t v show or whatever because I mean, we don't watch War and Smackdown anymore. We're all getting axed
0: as well, aren't they, to Um, be honest, all the TV shows.
1: (laughs) And most other promotions don't have a show, but they do have streaming services.
0: Yeah, and streaming services are the future, right? You know, they really are.
1: So the nominees are uh, Progress On Demand.
0: Yeah, um, they're putting on more and more content as well on Progress Now, which is, is really good. But we mainly just watch the um, chapter shows on it. Um, well filmed, good production. Enjoy it.
1: WXW. So
0: we're really new to this and um, we're going to 16 karat in March. Um, we've only recently got it and we watched um, their big tag team show on it. again, really well filmed, really good production. The only irritating thing was which is good for the crowd that they keep their own music and they're not like because of copyright uh, but they could put this really annoying song on top every time someone has their own music but you know it's probably it benefits people live so I can I could deal with it.
1: But the production values for WXW are as good as a major company. Definitely. Uh, And the one big thumbs up I'd give them, obviously it has helped them expand, is even though they're a German company, they have an option for English commentary.
0: Yeah, superb idea. Uh,
1: Third nominee is New Japan World.
0: Yeah, so this is probably more over to you, Mikey, because you're the one that consumes this the most. I generally just watch the really big shows on it. But I like that on the big shows, you do get English commentary, which is quite nice.
1: Yeah, it's great uh, service. Still a bit of an issue with navigating around it and its translation into English, unfortunately. I think it could be done a lot better. But the content on there is fantastic. Uh, And just a little thing that I, I really like is on the big shows... Sometimes it might take them a while to get around to doing this, but you can watch the entire show, or they'll break it down into individual matches. Yeah, So if you nice. go, I want to watch this classic match, you can just find that match and put it on instead of having to fast that's, forward through the show and find it. That's
0: such a good idea.
1: Uh, fourth nominee is the WWE Network.
0: Yes, yeah, so the network, um, you know, we mainly watch it for NXT, but you've got NXT UK on there, you've got every pay-per-view of the year, you've got a load of crap as well that you're not going to watch, but... Um, for, for what you pay, I mean, and for what you get, for, it's an absolute um, value for money. Um, again, obviously, the best production value is in, in the business because they're really, really good
1: at it. And the fifth nominee is uh, Ring of Honours Honour Club.
0: I must say, we've probably only got this um, for some of the big shows that they, they put on instead of buying the show um, on, their, on, on its own. Um, production value, probably not as good, I thought of some of the others. You might disagree. No, I agree. Um, but yeah, certainly great for um, watching some of the the bigger shows um, well, and the, seeing different wrestlers.
1: Their business model is slightly different in that you still have to pay for pay per views, mm. but if you're a member of the streaming service, you get it the, cheaper. Get it cheaper yeah. Half price. I yeah,
0: believe. I should have mentioned that. Yeah.
1: Um, the other thing as well is they have their back catalogue. Not all of it yet, but they have a lot of the back catalog yeah, on Yeah, and there. when you
0: think of all the Ring of Honor alumni, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> you think of like NXT and WWE, anyone who's anyone there now has come through Ring of Honor. Yeah. So all the best wrestlers in the world. If you want to well watch, uh,
0: was it Champa looking not like <laughs> Champer at all with hair, it's quite bizarre. Um, you know, you've got that. But no, you, you've got all the greats, Daniel Bryan. Everybody has, has come through CM Punk. They've all come through Ring of Honor.
1: And the winner of best streaming service twenty eighteen is.
0: Oh well, I think this is a company that really needs a very small podcast to back them, um, to help them them uh, achieve more popularity, and that is the WWE, the WWE WWE Network. But I must say, for us who used to pay for the pay per views on Sky, a lot of a lot of money, um, we love the access to the pay per views, and NXT and NXT UK are regular you know nightly watches for us we we you know we sit down with our tea and we watch them and it's great
1: then you got 205 live yeah they had the may young classic
0: and some great documentaries, like you said, that that one we watched Nigel the other McGuinness, night, the yeah. Nigel McGuinness one, um, and and going back and watching some of the classic stuff. I mean, recently I've been listening to a few podcasts, um, which is a bit of a dark subject—crime in sports. But it's all like people like Razor Ramon and all these kind of people, and they talk about matches and and they talk about you know spots and setups and kayfabe of that time. And I'm like, oh yeah, so I can go and watch that now. I can go and watch stuff like you know from when I was a kid on on the network. Yeah. It's not sometimes it's easy to i think they need a little bit better ui but it's i i think that will happen um i just think whoever's developing the app is is you know they're probably not paying them very much um but it's got everything on it and you, you get used to how to find stuff but it could be better but it still wins <laughs> yeah
1: and they added a lot of old wrestling on there they, they all the territories they bought out. Yeah. They they've got their video back catalogue and they're slowly adding stuff on there. Yeah, and hopefully
0: so, at one point, um, you know, Progress and WXW will be on there. Um, will save us money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh the next category is uh M V P. So this is the wrestler we felt um was kind of Vitally important to a promotion. Yeah. Um, and brought something to the promotion that no one else did. Yeah. Um, and really, you can't see that promotion being like that without them.
0: Yeah. Not this time, anyway. Yeah, um,
1: sure. So the So, the five nominees for MVP 2018. Number one is Shayna Baszler.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's just a beast. Um, Mike and I are absolutely huge fans of Shayna Baszler. Not only her wrestling ability... Her character, her look, everything. She's coming to NXT um, and she is... Yeah, I I can't imagine the women's division without her. But, you know, unfortunately, she she probably will go up fairly shortly. But she's been absolutely great. She's made me tune into every episode.
1: I think the thing with the NXT women's division is when the big names all went. So Lynch, um, Charlotte... Um, yeah, you know, like the
0: four horse women yeah and the and four horse women yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. a couple of others the division was completely gutted really yeah um and you're thinking well is that going to be you know is that going to kill the division for a couple of years but Baszler came in just dominated the division yeah and uh, the, it hasn't skipped a beat because of her it's yeah. been absolutely fantastic yeah just great second nominee is Sugar Dunkerton
0: yeah, so as you'll probably know, we're um, we're based in the North of England. Uh, Tidal is one of our home promotions uh, that we support, and this year it's been the year of Tidal. Tidal's really found its uh, found its feet. Um, it's been going for a long time. It's always been a good show, but it's just really come together their their unique product. Um, and one reason for that, I think, is, is Sugar Dunkerton, who not only is he a, such a good character, great on the mic, he's got the fans absolutely love him his wrestling is great His dancing is great he's a fun guy um you know he he is just basically you know mr tidal this year and and hopefully that will will carry on for for a while it's gonna open another beer Right. okay next uh, category no oh
1: no okay the third nomi-
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> edit that out <laughs> Okay.
1: Third nominee is Becky Lynch.
0: Okay, so Becky Lynch has always been absolutely great, but obviously this year in SmackDown when she got smacked in the face um, and all the blood happened, she basically you know thought, okay, I could look like I'm injured, which I am, and kind of wander off and you know get help. Or I can sell this, sell the shit out of it, and make SmackDown a, a the brand that it should be, not like the, you know, the ugly uh, sister of Raw. And I think she's she's done them really proud.
1: I think the best thing I could say about Becky Lynch this year is that she has been the main reason why the uh, women's division is now equal of the men's. And that's a big thing to say when a women's division has Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair in it. Uh, And I think because of who she is and uh, how talented she is, I think the best thing about it is the women's division revolves around, at the moment, revolves around the quality of wrestling matches. Yeah. When when a major match is announced at pay-per-view, you're expecting a top quality match and Becky Lynch is in those matches. The same unfortunately can't be said for the men's division.
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right.
1: The fourth nominee is David Starr.
0: Yeah, so become you know massive fan of of David Starr, especially over the last year. Every promotion he goes to, whether it's uh, Progress, uh, Rev Pro, um, Defiant, like he's just a star there. Um, and, you know, he he's just got such a good personality, and I think, yeah, he's not the MVP of one single promotion, but every, he adds so much value to every single promotion he goes to. He's such a draw. Like, if I see his name on the card, I'm going.
1: Yeah, I think you can hit the nail on the head. It's I mean, we've seen him most at Progress, um, Now I don't necessarily think he's a key part of Progress at the moment. He should be, but he's not. But if you think of... Um, um, defiant OTT yeah even WXW to an extent yeah um, definitely you WXW just, those yeah. promotions aren't the same without him there
0: no you're right
1: that's how important he is and finally the fifth nominee for MB- MVP 2018 is Pete Dunne
0: <laughs> yeah I mean obviously um, he for progress was such a draw for such a long time was the key key guy in progress he's now um Basically, the, the main person um, in um, NXT UK. He really is driving that brand. He's obviously a favourite of, of Triple H. He deserves it. He's a great character. He's a great wrestler. But cut your damn hair, Peter.
1: <laughs> and get a shave. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just... He is NXT UK. Mm-hmm. He's carried that belt for, what is it, 600 days or something ridiculous something, now? Something crazy. Um, he's the guy. You can bear in mind, as champion... He's turned up on NXT, and had, normal NXT, and had matches just to keep that belt and the brand kind of in the the public's yeah. eye.
0: And he's looked great just on NXT shows. I mean, that War Games show, he was absolutely fantastic. So, you know, that that, that kid is... Uh, we, we've been saying he's one to watch for years, and we were right, he is, and he still is. I mean, Hall of Fame material, for sure.
1: Well, we've said it before, but... In a way, it's a bit of a shame for him that there's, there is this NXT UK brand because they're building it around him. And if that didn't exist, I'm pretty sure he would be on or almost on the main roster by now. Um, but that will come in time. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And the winner of Tables, Ellers & Beers MVP 2018 is... Sugar Dunkerton. <laughs>
0: So basically, I mean, this as say we've we're very you know this promotion is so important to us, um, Tidal. It's been the year of Tidal um, in in my eyes for us in terms of live shows. We've been to every single live show pretty much from I think June, um, and he's just great, and he's just such a great character, such a great wrestler. Really deserves. Um, the love of the fans and to be um, a champion. It's really great to see him going to other promotions now um, in Europe and in the UK and and doing really well. He deserves it. And he, he is Mr. Tidal at the moment. That's not to say that if he left Tidal, Tidal wouldn't be. Tidal would now, they've now got this model that they're just going to carry on getting better and better. But he has just helped that Happen this year yeah you
1: just can't think a title without him at the moment no
0: not at the moment
1: okay congratulations next category is best character um, so speaks for itself uh, not necessarily the ring ring ability but um, just the way they speak the way they look all that package together yeah um, the nominees are number one Spike Trivet Trivay. or Trivet <laughs> the uh kind of bullington club champagne drinking upper class tory um guy who's now in an interesting storyline in progress as part of the do not resuscitate faction
0: yeah um i really like him i mean he any show he just adds value to it by his chat you know by the way he interacts with the crowd at the moment we're going you know I don't if anyone even remotely listens out of the UK but you know you'd be a fool to know that we're not going through this awful political turmoil at the moment we're going through Brexit it's an absolute shit show people that have never been interested in politics suddenly aware of politics and hate Tories so he's really you know basically his character is just it's the most hill thing you can do at the in the UK at the moment and he does it so well.
1: Second nominee is Nikki Cross.
0: Yeah, so um, Nikki Cross is um, her character is just absolutely mental. Um, really, you know, very convincingly. That whole angle when you she was bizarrely just she knew what had happened um, to Alistair Black, um, and she's just so she's just she just does it so well. Um, she's also, I mean, a great wrestler as well, and she really deserves to to go up, which she has recently yeah, to the main roster. To yeah. the main roster, um, but yeah, she's just absolutely uh, looney tune, and I love it
1: third nominee for best character is brady phillips
0: yeah so um we obviously think a lot about uh, brady phillips because we nominated him in the one to watch i don't know if it's his trousers or his personality but he's certainly a character
1: next nominee is velveteen dream
0: yeah so such a unique character really goes back to the kind of 90s of characters the way he dresses the way um Handles himself, I love all the kind of um homoerotic undertones and everything I think it's it's great, you know, seeing like we've always had such a kind of like the nineties in wrestling it was just you know people laughed at characters that exhibited that kind of you know flair and what the the way he does it, but he is so popular and people love him and I think it's you know turns that around a bit also he um He's just so good on the mic. I mean, he's just great, isn't he? Um, I I wasn't sure about him first of all, but I've grown to love him.
1: One of my favourite things about him is that every takeover he dresses in a different way as a homage to a different wrestler. Yeah, it was a bit but weird when he did
0: Hogan, though,
1: wasn't it? But it still <laughs> fits. It, it still always fits his image. Yeah. Um, still looks like Velveteen Dream. Yeah. And the last domination for best character is Paul Robinson
0: so like spike trevay um obviously you've got that you know real hill character in the uk at the moment who is sort of like a kind of member of the edl you know far right skinhead comes from a small town basically i very sum, angry i sum Paul robinson up is is you would not mess with him on a train Um, That's kind of my thing, like, you know, someone's been a dick on a train, I might say it, I'm a bit too scrappy, to be honest, Mike hates it, but I would not mess with Paul Robinson.
1: And he only built on that aura at the unboxing when he had a horrific cut on the back of his head, blood everywhere, and he was clearly, I think he even acknowledged this on Twitter later, didn't know what time of day it was, I but know, got in the ring him. doing high flying moves all over the place. I know. It, it I was can't mad.
0: believe he did that. You know that one he does. It, I don't know what it's called. He does it with, with um, Osprey. Osprey. That spinny side spinny thing. He did that with like blood pouring out of his head. Insane. But yeah, great character. Absolutely like Ter- terrifying. Terrifying as fuck. Like you know, a hill for nowadays. Um, he he really is.
1: And the winner of Best Character 2018 is...
0: Well, thanks to uh, people that voted leave, um, it's Spike Trevet. (laughs) Trevet. Some great chants as well, like where's your majority? Um, Like, yeah, lots of of great chants.
1: I think the future's bright for him, especially, like I said, he's kind of the... um, the focal point of this faction in progress. Certainly the guy gets on the mic and and speaks for them. Yes. Um, And, yep, no slouch in the ring either. Yeah. Okay. The next category nominee is Best Tag Team 2018. So we'll just get straight into it. Um, The first nominee for Best Tag Team, Kyle Fletcher and Mike Davis, Aussie Open.
0: Yeah, um, this has been the year of Aussie Open it's, uh, for me. Uh, I just think they're absolutely fantastic. And just word of note um, when you're drunk, remember that Mark Davis's thing is um, he gives really, really hard high fives because I forgot that.
1: Okay, uh, second nominees Mustache Mountain, Trent Severn, and Tyler Bate.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty over them. You you love them. I think that, no, I'm not over them. I, they're great on NXT UK um and they're great for that brand and i love trent seven and they're a great tag team but i'm really glad that they've moved up and there's room for other tag teams at indie shows but they have done so much wrestling and um they had the i love their merch i love you know i love their dynamic i love that trent can do the talking and tyler is just a complete wrestling genius um, they had
1: an absolutely amazing trilogy of matches against the Undisputed Era um, at the uh, UK show, on then on NXT TV, and then on a takeover.
0: Yeah, that's where I want to see them more now. I, I think they brilliant. deserve it. So I'm not over them. I just mean that you know, it's very you know, it's great that they're moving up.
1: Next nominee for best tag team is Golden Lovers, Kenny Amiga and Kota Ibushi
0: yeah i mean i don't have a lot to say about this i've only really recently got more into new japan they're obviously two great wrestlers they've got um obviously really good rapport and, and friendship with each other um is it more than friendship yeah i mean yeah that's kind of a thing i think it's a bit boring that but okay if that gets you excited Fair yeah,
1: they were they didn't have many <laughs> matches as a tag team this year but every one they did was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh they had one early in the year in uh the US against the Young Bucks which was just phenomenal, absolutely amazing. Um in fact all these uh guys in this list they they are they are they, guys, guys cuz the women's tag team teams are thin on the ground and I think
0: they? next year that will change I really do I think next year we'll be having some nominees that are women tag teams
1: but all the guys on this list had matches that could have made our best match list for sure uh, that was the hardest category probably the best match list and all of these had excellent fantastic matches golden lovers definitely amongst those the fourth nominee was CCK um, which is Chris Brooks and a variety of partners um, so He used to sometimes wrestle with Travis Banks but he's been injured so he he didn't wrestle under the CCK banner this year. Usually it's with Kid Lycos but he unfortunately was injured for a lot this year so a lot of the matches he had were with Jonathan Gresham and then we're also going to throw in even though they wrestled under the name CTK it was really CCK by any other name. Uh, He had some matches with Timothy Thatcher.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed those matches. I'm a huge fan of Timothy Thatcher. Um, but my favourite um, combo this year of CCK, obviously has to be him and Jonathan Grisham. Yeah. Uh, certainly um, the standout match was the match at Progress uh, with LAX, um, which was another, I think they'd done that in it on the American tour as well, and apparently was, was fantastic then as well. Um, absolutely, just it kind of, he works, Chris Brooks works with a smaller person that he can kind of put on his shoulders and yeah. do certain moves and um that's why he, where he works we could like us and john from gresham i think the best um but yeah it was nice to see uh, timothy thatcher as well
1: and the best merch in the business
0: best bloody merch in the business
1: but it sells out way too quick Yeah, and the fifth nominee for best tag team 2018 is the undisputed era which is um kylo originally with bobby fish but following his injury uh, early in the year um, he then teamed with Roderick Strong
0: yeah so I think this is the best thing that could have happened to Roderick Strong um, obviously it's absolutely awful any wrestler gets injured I wouldn't you know think that was a good thing but because of um, Bobby Fish um, being injured um, they kind of they got Roderick Strong into into the uh, faction and his, his character before that was pretty dry He's absolutely great him and carl o'reilly are such a, a good fit um and we've just seen some absolutely amazing matches from them this year
1: and actually it could have been best moment um just come back to me now the roderick strong turning on pete dunn in the finals of the uh dusty roads tag team classic which yeah. was absolutely fantastic moment which which kicked off the um Really kicked off those great matches that Moustache Mountain had with Undisputed Era. Okay, and the winner of Best Tag Team 2018 is... CCK! Yeah, absolutely fantastic. We've loved every match we've seen of them over different promotions um yeah tuesday, tuesday night grabs is just genius yeah they just have these mental crazy matches
0: and uh, the future is bright with cck and you know they're not signed to any big promotion at the moment we've we've still got them on the 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 indies and i'm just so excited to see what cck bring us this year um and you know c- you know chris brooks is a frigging genius and you're right best merch in the business
1: Okay, so now we move on to um, the the big one, <laughs> the, maybe the most prestigious. Can we have a little break? Can we have a beer break? Yes, we can have a break. So we'll have a break and we'll come back with our, our final four awards um, that some would probably consider the most prestigious, best match, best wrestler, best show, and best brand. We'll be back in a moment.
0: Pables, ladders,
1: and beers. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Tables, Dads and Beers where we're doing our annual award show We've got the last four categories to go through
1: Okay, so the first one is the best match of 2018, which this took us a long time to do (laughs) because There's a lot of matches Uh, There was a lot of amazing matches in 2018, so to Cut it down to five in fact this final five we, we kept chopping and changing anyway
0: i know we, we had a couple of matches notably um that that did get the chop but if we'd had a top 10 there was a couple of matches from evolution um that, that we put on there there was a couple of matches from um uh, war games and things like that weren't there yeah. so it basically took us a long time but here are the five nominees
1: so nominee number one Is Tomohiro Ishii versus Minardo Suzuki at Strong Style Evolved Night 2, which was 1st of July, um, where Suzuki beat Ishii to win the indisputed British heavyweight title. This was kind of promoted as a New Japan show, but in reality was a a Rev Pro show with a New Japan badge on it. Um, But, yep, great match.
0: Yeah I mean this is the match that's A got me into New Japan, B got me into that strong style and uh, C made me realise how amazing both Ishii and Suzuki were. Um, I think that we said this on our podcast when we talked about it is when you hear those slaps live um, that's pretty exciting and just that kind of blood sweat and tears match live was was amazing to watch.
1: Yeah it just shows you the power of Wrestling that this wasn't a match with fancy moves. There's no high flying. It wasn't really ma- many power moves. Mm. Um, it was s- strikes and submissions. Um, but it's just the facial expressions and the timing of everything and the way the match was put together um, and the intensity of it was just mind blowing. Number two is Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega Dominion, New Japan. 9th of June, this two out of three falls match. Amiga uh, won the IWGP Heavyweight Title. Um, I'll talk about it one because New Japan's bomb, my wheelhouse, so to speak. <laughs> Absolute classic, yeah. Uh, end of the trilogy between no, sorry, the quad quadrilogy. Uh, quadrilogy. Mm-hmm. So they'd beaten each other once and had a draw. Um, they they won. Omega one wasn't for the title. Um, and this kind of wrapped it all up with Amiga finally winning the title absolutely fantastic match two out of three falls worked perfectly
0: two out of three ain't bad like Meatloaf
1: said <laughs> and uh, <laughs> an absolute classic um, I don't know why I said that and to say it was the best match in New Japan all year is a hell of an accolade because there were some absolutely amazing matches in New Japan this year
0: yeah takes
1: so, third nominee is Zack Sabre Jr. versus David Starr in the Super Fight at Tetsujin Beauty and Combat second stage on the 9th of February. So uh, Zack Sabre Jr. won.
0: Yeah, so the funny one about this is it wasn't actually part of the tournament. It was just a, a singles match on its own. Um, and it was the best... I mean, it was a great tournament, but it was the best match of the night. Um it's great to see two very skilled wrestlers um in the ring together. I'd never seen um David Starr um with Zack Sabre Jr. before, so that was really exciting. And also we were so near the action and just to see obviously that style that Zack Sabre Jr. had that I think David Starr really adapted to very well um up close was just an absolute treat and will, you know, stay in my memory for a long time.
1: So this was for those who don't know I I think it was the first episode we ever did, it was was on Tetsujin maybe, Maybe um, uh, this was a shoot style tournament, so made to look much more quote unquote real, um, so rules were slightly different and it was more submissions and map based. Wrestling, you couldn't pin your opponent could you? No
0: and everybody was absolutely great Apart from maybe Travis Banks that didn't quite Get it and he just kept jumping off a ring but Which was like no, everyone booed him for it But it was absolutely brilliant Chris Ridgway won Um, He's not actually, spoiler alert Listed in our awards tonight But I mean he's, we've absolutely Enjoyed Chris Ridgway this year And I think that kicked that Excitement about him off at the beginning Of the year going to see Tetsujin We're really, really happy for him
1: So the fourth nominee for best match twenty eighteen it was Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano um on NXT TV first of February this was title versus career so if Gargano lost he had to leave NXT and he did Almas won um. Yeah,
0: I mean, this was the match that basically, you know, probably got the attention of the people um, in the and Smackdown or Vince, I don't know. Um, Obviously, they did need that kind of character tie. They needed a Hispanic person. They always like to have, you know, the whole kind of, uh, fan. you know, because the fan base is so universal. They like to have wrestlers of different ethnicities and whatever. But you know it wasn't that contrived he's a great wrestler and i think this match again was a blood sweat and tears match which often johnny gargano matches are um and he was just absolutely brilliant and quite rightly um he's gone up now um to, to the main roster um johnny gargano just never ever disappoints he is absolutely fantastic
1: there was one moment in this match that I'll always remember where Gargano is sat on the apron with his head resting, he's kind of resting up against the post and Almas runs at him with both knees, just jumps into him with both knees Ouch. and I just thought, the way it was sold, the way he's, the way the move was done, the way it was sold, you just thought he's killed him, <laughs> he's, he's just absolutely killed him there. Amazing, and uh, uh, the last nominee for best match was CCK, Chris Brooks and Jonathan Gresham, versus Latin American Exchange, Ortiz and Sartana, at Progress Chapter Eighty, Gods and Monsters on the eighth of December, uh, which LAX won to become number one contenders for the Progress Tag Team Championships.
0: Yeah, I mean we were there very fortunately. We were at that um, at that Progress. It was absolutely tag team one hundred and one. Just the skills, the the way both tag teams interact with each other, with each other, their rapport, some moves I've I've actually never seen before. Yeah. Um, especially the LAX did. I was like, what the actual fuck is that? Um, it was an absolutely brilliant match. I'm just so lucky to have seen it.
1: Okay, so the winner of best match of 2018 is.
0: Well, it was the match that made me feel very emotional and changed a lot of my ideas about about wrestling, and it was Ishii uh, versus Suzuki.
1: Yeah, absolutely fantastic match, um, and just, yeah, well-deserved winner. Yeah. Okay, so next category is Best Wrestler, and this is based on their in-ring performances. Um, rather than you know their character, mic work, or anything like that.
0: This was so hard, wasn't it, to narrow it down? Yeah. We had so many people deserving of this. You know, we had the.
1: I mean, basically everyone we've mentioned.
0: Yeah. We, uh,
1: everyone we've mentioned me. today. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I'd like you know I really you know was was up and down about a lot of people. Some some notable mentions, um, uh, for me. Um, was was Charlotte Flair. I, mean, I absolutely love Charlotte Flair. I think her in ring ability is second to none. Um, some other notable mentions, um, more from the kind of indie circuit as well. That we we had we had so many, didn't we? I mean, mm. <laughs> I could go through them all actually, but probably best not. Let's let's do the five nominees.
1: Okay, so the first nominee for best wrestler two thousand eighteen is Tomohiro Ishii.
0: Yeah, and uh, we we're just talking about that match with with Suzuki. Um, he's just absolute beast in the ring. Um, and what can I say? He's he's just fantastic.
1: He has great matches with anybody, and but the thing I like about him is he's he doesn't really wrestle like anyone else. No, um, he has got his own kind of style. He's got his own feel. He brings so much intensity into his matches, um, and he's he had some of the best matches of the year. Uh, second nominee is Maiko Satamora.
0: Yes, yeah, so we were really lucky to see Maiko Satamora at Fight Club Pro. Um, she, I mean, her, her in-ring skills are just off the charts with her experience. Um, and, you know, I think she, I mean, we've seen her um, doing um, both, you know, wrestling with women and intergender, especially like seeing her wrestle Pete Dunn, who is also an absolutely fantastic wrestler, and, and she is just, I mean, she's just one special person. And even though she is, you know, getting, um, not older as in old, but, you know, she's not as young as, as some of the, you know, um, the wrestlers that that are, are, are on at the moment. She just, you know, shows so much, I don't know, great, great skill. She's got great integrity. She's a great character. And I think the notable mention this year would be her and Tony Storm at the uh, May Young Classic.
1: Okay, the third nominee for Best Wrestler two thousand eighteen is Zack Sabre Junior.
0: Yeah, so not only does he have a complete hatred of the uh, Tory Party. Um, has great taste in music idols. If any Tories are <laughs> listening to this? You've gone. Uh, you,
1: you've alienated them all. <laughs>
0: Who cares? <laughs> um, he his in ring skill is again like you were saying about Ishii. He's just got this style, which obviously nods its head to you know classic classic British wrestling, you know pure wrestling grappling and that kind of stuff. But it's so individual to Zack Sabre Jr. And again, like Ishii, he can wrestle so many different people and he just looks absolutely great. Plus, his character's come up. I mean, I know this is an in-ring, but his character is has is, is just been amazing this year with him being a heel. But yeah, in-ring ability, one of the best in the world.
1: He had a great uh, New Japan Cup where he beat pretty much anyone who's anyone in New Japan and had great matches all the way through the tournament. Brilliant. Fourth nominee for Best Wrestler 2018 is Will Ospreay
0: okay so the versatility of will osprey is immense obviously he came up as a high flyer he still does a lot of high flying moves um, but as we spoke about he's trying to break into that sort of heavyweight category and he's been doing a lot more sort of strong style and and, and stuff that's not like completely will osprey as we know it and that's so interesting about him that versatility but he is the best fly high flyer in the business i mean come on i love Pac. there's some great high flyers there but come on the stuff that will osprey does does he also makes it look incredibly easy and he's a genius
1: i love his selling as well i think he's he's one of the great sellers i, th- I know people are divided over his selling but i think it's fantastic. what's he sold to you mike <laughs>
0: <laughs> load of fake watches injury
1: <laughs> although half his pain and injury was legitimate he, wow, yeah, that's true. he almost killed himself this year so but we are seeing signs of adjusting his style which is a good thing and the fifth nominee for best wrestler is johnny gargano
0: So this is, I mean, if we were going to do like, you know, best in-ring wrestler of all time, kind of consistent, you know, his name's going to come up every single time. I mean, he's an absolute legend at what he does. Um, His in-ring ability is second to none. I think so many people have borrowed from him and he is basically... Fantastic. Yeah, I just love Johnny Gargano. And again, he's a good seller as well, right? He um yeah, he really he's best. He won probably one of the best. So yeah.
1: Yeah, so just series of great matches with Tommaso Ciampa. Um maybe went to the well a few too many times on that, but still brilliant. And uh yeah, fantastic uh, nominee. Okay, so the winner of Best Wrestler two thousand
0: eighteen is It's Will Ospreay.
1: Congratulations, Will. Um, I'd say more than any of the other people in this list, someone who is continuing to evolve um, to his credit and puts on absolutely fantastic matches wherever he is and whoever he's wrestling.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
1: Okay, so the penultimate category is Best Show 2018. So this is the Best Individual Event. Uh, the first nominee is Tuesday Night Graps, Aussie Open Invitational Tuesday Grapple Spectacular on the 27th of November. Um, this was a, a lineup of Keep Sabian and El Fantasmo in a slow mo match.
0: Yep, we talked about this, I think, on the last part yeah. of the one before.
1: A four way match Charlie Evans, Joe Nelson, Chuck Mambo, and Shane Taylor, which was fun. Uh, an I Quit match. <laughs> Uh, with Chairs and what have you, with Drew Parker and the Invisible Man. Um, a, a quite intense... Uh, this is the match you were thinking of about Darius Lockhart. Yeah. Chris Ridgeway and Mark Haskins uh, against Derek Lo- Darius Lockhart and a heel Jack Sexsmith. Yeah. And then a battle for the soul of Tuesday Night Graps. Aussie Open, Chris Brooks and inflatable kid like us. We forgot to mention him as a CCK member. Yeah, that's year, true. Uh, defeated the anti fun police, uh, which is Chief Deputy Dunn, Jim Obstruction, Lee Obstruction, who AKA the Hunter Brothers and Los Federales Santos Junior. Um, this was the last Tuesday night graps to uh, appear under the IPW banner, and going forward, will just be Chris Brooks and friends
0: yeah I mean this was totally bonkers we've talked about this before so we won't go on but yeah absolutely um, bonkers night really fun um, you know wrestling you can do anything in wrestling and and
1: they proved it the second nominee was WWE Evolution from the 28th of October Um, this was a a kind of returning legends tag match of Lita and Tristratus against Alicia Flox and Mickie James a 20 woman battle royale uh, which I won't name the competitors for, but won by Nia Jax. Um, the final of the May Young Classic Tony Storm and EO Shirai. Shirai. Uh, a tag team match Bailey, Natalia, and Sasha Banks against the right squad of Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan. Th- an NXT women's title match of Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane. The SmackDown title match Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. And a raw women's title match of Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella.
0: Yeah, so this was one of the best WWE pay-per-views in, in years. It was consistently good. Um, some of the standout uh, matches uh, were the Mae Young Classic final. Um, for me, Shayna Baszler be- and Kyrie Sane, because that's been an ongoing feud that has just worked so well. Um, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, both absolutely fantastic wrestlers and the emotional element of them used to be best friends. And just, you know, generally, it was just great to see um, an all-women's pay-per-view. Those women deserve it. Um, it's, it's it's kind of, you know, should have been done before. Um, but I'm really pleased it's happened now,
1: and it was great. And it was just a nice change to see WWE pay-per-view where each competitor felt like they were going out there to try and have the best match of the night. There was no stupid angles and run-ins and it's just the nonsense that fills WWE shows normally yeah. no plodding boring matches um, every match on the card some were better than others but every match on the card was at least good and some were excellent yeah the third nominee for Best Show 2018 is Progress Chapter 78 24 Hour Progress People from the 11th of November um, which you can probably tell from the title was in Manchester and um, this was a lineup of Eddie Dennis and Mike Bailey, Isla Dawn and Lana Rostin, Jordan Devlin against Chris Ridgeway, uh, David Starr versus Ilya Dragunov, Progress Tag Team title match of Aussie Open and uh, Chris Brooks and Timothy Thatcher, CTK as they were billed, uh, Progress Atlas title match between Trent Seven and Zach Gibson, and a Progress World title match between Volta and Mark Haskins.
0: Okay so what we loved about this one um, was um, because of the NXT UK situation um, they're getting in some different talent Um, so you'd had the likes of people that had been there before but perhaps hadn't had such a push like Jordan Devlin. You had obviously um, Mike Bailey we'd never seen him before he was fantastic. Um, Ilya Dragunov now giving that getting that push. Um, Chris Ridgway Um, For us, it was just something very different. Each match was completely unique. Um, We enjoyed every last minute of it. Um, And yeah, it it just totally deserves to be there. Best best progress show of the
1: year. Yeah, even the Atlas match, which was Trent Seven and Zach Gibson, which lasted five seconds, even though it wasn't a great match, (laughs) because only five seconds, it was still a great moment. Yeah, it was fun. Um, And you had in Dennis and Bailey... Devlin Ridgeway, Star Dragonov, Off, um, Aussie Open and CTK, all those were arguably contenders for match of the year, yeah. could have easily made our list, Definitely. so what a show. Um, the fourth nominee was Tetsujin Beauty and Combat, second stage, from the 9th of February.
0: Okay so we went to Liverpool to go see Tetsujin. Um, Didn't know a lot about it. I think Mike kind of thought that I probably wouldn't like it because I wasn't really into that kind of realistic shoot style wrestling Um, but this is what turned it around for me Um, like similarly like we were talking about the Suzuki um, and Ishii match this is what turned it around for me for this style Um, it was absolutely brilliant show Um, unfortunately it seems like they're only going to do one more show I'd I'd love this to carry on I'll certainly be at, at next year's show though or this year's show rather
1: um, so, yeah, just to clarify the competitors in that tournament. So, we had Chris Brooks, Mike Bird, Mark Haskins, Kyle Fletcher, Chris Ridgeway, Craig Collins, Travis Banks, uh, Omari, who we love, but.
0: Sorry, that was the microphone.
1: <laughs>
0: he yeah, seems we to love. have gone off the
1: radar a little bit. Uh, and then, of course, they, uh, Zach Sabin Jr. and David Starr, who had that match yeah. we talked about earlier. Um, and yeah, fantastic! Done in one day, one night tournament. Extr- very entertaining and completely unique. <clears throat> okay, so the fifth nominee for Best Show of 2018 was New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion on the 9th of June. This was. Um, I'm not going to go through every match because, uh, like, a <laughs> New Japan big shows. There's always a lot of them, but uh, the highlights were. Uh, Michael Elgin defeated uh, Hiroki Goto and Tai Chi uh, for the never Openweight title. The Young Books wrestled Evil and Sonada for the IWGP tag team titles. Um, there was quite a fun six man tag team match between the Bullet Club of Cody, Hangman Page, and Marty Skrull against the uh, kind of elder statesmen of wrestling Hiroshi Tanahashi, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Rey Mysterio. Um, Absolutely fantastic match, and one of the matches that, that won him our best wrestler of the year award was um, Hiromi Takashi against Will Ospreay.
0: Yep, sadly, Takashi is still. Yes, injured.
1: with se- severe injuries, and uh, he, is, he is allegedly due to come back to wrestling. Fingers crossed, um, but, yeah. But not yet, who knows when. Uh, Chris Jericho and Tetsuya Naito in a very good match, and then the match that we included in our nominees for best match of the year, which was Kenny Omega finally winning the title against Kazuchika Okada in a two out three falls match. Um, absolutely fantastic, Stack card. Even the matches we didn't mention were pretty good uh, and that is it can be unusual for a New Japan show where the first half of the show can sometimes be completely yeah, alright, but there's no need to watch it really. Um, but a great lineup from beginning to end and some absolutely great matches.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So the winner of Best Show 2018
0: is. Better Late Than Never, WWE Evolution.
1: Yeah, fantastic show from beginning to end. Um, and just a, su- a great surprise, really, to see WWE put on a show of that calibre and quality.
0: Yeah, I just want to see it every year now. Um, Obviously, the Royal Rumble's coming up, and there'll be a Women's Rumble again. And it's just fantastic seeing um, women get what they deserve in the WWE um, brand. Um, You know, I say better late than never. And I'm just absolutely thrilled for all the women that have put in all their hard work. And it was really nice to see them bring back um, some of the people that paved the way, uh, like Lita and Trish Stratus. Again, it's kind of like when we were talking about Doug Williams. It's really nice for them to be able to share in that you know, in that yeah. kind of, uh, that thing, um, I can't speak anymore, the beer. Yes, moving on. <laughs>
1: okay, so our last but not least uh, award for 2018 is, we've called it Best Brand. We couldn't really think of a better name. Um, we included that because, obviously, WWE has very various things under its umbrella. So rather than Best Promotion, we wanted to go for Best Brand. Um, so the nominees are... Tidal Wrestling.
0: Yeah, so one of our favourite uh, promotions, a local promotion, really come into itself this year, um, Long Live Tidal.
1: Yeah, based in Leeds, but they are imminently having shows in Newcastle and London. Oh, yeah, so that's worth mentioning. To spread their
0: wings. Go, go see them down in London and uh, go see them in Newcastle. Um, you won't be disappointed.
1: Second nominee is New Japan Pro Wrestling.
0: Yeah, I mean, even I've warmed to this, uh, this promotion this year. Um, For me, it's kind of weird not seeing any women. I know that in Japan they have all women promotions, which, you know, so it's not a diss on New Japan at all. There are promotions to watch like Stardom. Um, I think that's one of my new year's resolutions is to start watching some of the Japanese women's promotions now I've got into Japanese wrestling. But yeah, great promotion. I mean, such diversity, such uh, different types of matches, Um, some of the biggest stars ever. I don't know what's going to happen with all elite wrestling, with some of the talent um, leaving. I'm curious to see, but I'm I'm sure it'll keep going from strength to strength.
1: Well, I think the biggest strength in New Japan is the depth of its roster and that those big names leaving, they'll still continue to put on an amazing product with amazing matches. Yeah, I agree. The third nominee for Best Brand of 2018 is Progress Wrestling.
0: Yeah, so Progress is still such a great promotion to go to and see live. Um, There's been lots of changes, obviously, because of NXT UK, but I find that really exciting. I just hope that with, you know, the priorities of the owners having to, um, not having, but now taking up their role with NXT UK, that it does continue. It would be a shame if it, it didn't, even though there's lots of other brilliant uk indie shows out there but when you go and see a progress show it is something special the atmosphere is something special and um it'll be the main promotion that got me back into indie wrestling uh,
1: and their wembley show almost made our moments of the year just to see that many people there for this promotion it was you know really heartwarming the fourth nominee for best brand is nxt
0: yeah i mean it's the best thing about the wwe um it's got some of the best talent in the world um the shows don't have too much storyline like we had that ridiculous alistair black thing this year but generally it's kind of keeping to wrestling um really good quality matches the takeover shows are second to none um yeah brilliant love it love it thanks very much triple h and everybody involved william regal etc (laughs)
1: And the final nominee for Best Brand 2018 is Pro Wrestling Eve.
0: Yes, this is great. You know, as I was say,ing with Japan, it's quite a normal thing to have like all women promotions. Um, I think um, there has been uh, all women promotions here. Certainly, I think Soraya Knight uh, has has a promotion. Um, but Pro Wrestling Eve has just been—it's done what kind of progress did? It. It's kind of that punk rock DIY ethos, um, but it's very much that. Um, it doesn't play on it. I think the people. Involved very much that ethos. Um, their Wrestle Queendom show that we went to was absolutely fantastic. If I lived in London, I would go to that promotion more. Um, they've got some great women on the roster. I don't think NXT UK taking some of those women will hurt it. I think they're really into developing women and they do have, I think, their own wrestling school. So that's fantastic, really positive. And we, we saw like some absolutely classic people at that Wrestle Queendom. they're attracting people um and they recently gave like Klondike Klondike Kate an award as a kind of hall of fame type thing and it's just you know it's come at a great time and I think they're a great promotion and one to watch for sure
1: so the winner of best brand 2018 is
0: well, we decided it's got to be in New Japan. It was really the year of, of New Japan, wasn't it? Some of the best matches we've seen. So so many of those matches could have been contenders for best match. Um I've got into it. Um we're on the same um, you know, page now with it all. Obviously you've got more of a keener interest. Um but yeah, absolutely love it. And I I'll also notable mention WXW. Hopefully that'll be you know, in our nominees mm-hmm. next year once we get into our journey more with WXW and we go to sixteen carrot. But no, well done New Japan. Um I just um hate go Japan, from strength to strength.
1: The thing about New Japan is they have the the best roster in professional wrestling. Yeah. In terms of talent. About three of the nominees for best wrestler in our awards wrestle for New Japan. Uh and their big shows, you're guaranteed not just uh, you'll, you'll have an enjoyable show mm. but you are guaranteed over the past year you have been guaranteed to see some of the best professional wrestling matches of your of, life uh, yeah of <laughs> yeah. all time yeah of all time Ever.
0: I mean they're so special they've been there plowing away they've been a long time you know that company's been there a long time and they've always you know I've been say I was listening to these uh, podcasts recently which is not the nicest side of wrestling but it kind of got me back into to kind of you know engaging with old wrestling shows and you know lots of they've always had that thing of bringing over foreigners and stuff and perhaps that's because they're like a small island and that's you know wow it's like some american guy they've seen on tv but you know it's, well it it's, used to
1: be an easy way because obviously the japanese are quite an insular people yeah it used to be a very easy way to have a heel just made yeah. in a foreigner
0: i just love though that there is that diversity Um, from small guys to big guys, you know, guys from all around the world, uh, you know, to Japanese guys. They have ludicrous characters, and then they have people that aren't really characters. They're just men in shorts. And you've just got that full um, spectrum of of wrestling there. And I think that that's really rare in a promotion. Like, WWE Try to do that, but they're still obviously, you know, um, obsessed with kind of, Putting on a storyline, selling toys, um, selling mm. crap films, you know. So I think New Japan are just, you know, have just getting, put, hashtags, yeah, uh, getting hashtags and all that crap, yeah. you know. So New Japan aren't like that at all. And I don't know much about who owns it or how they organize it, but I have a lot of respect well, for it. Well, it's funny
1: because the new president used to be in charge of. Uh, maybe japan's biggest but a huge toy company right so they
0: might be going in that direction
1: (laughs) but no great and they are coming to the uk this year to do a show um the show we went to this year the strong style evolved was pretty close to a new japan show but as we said it was really a a new a a rev Rev pro show but new japan are coming to do a new japan show this year which is going to be very exciting and we can't wait for that
0: yeah, we're really looking forward to that. As soon as um, tickets come out, we'll be we'll be getting on that. It was one of the big announcements at Wrestle Kingdom. They're also doing some shows in the US. And again, another strong competitor uh, to the WWE. And I think WWE need that to kind of shake up their product a bit. Um but yeah, so that was 2018. That's been 2018. We're really looking forward to 2019. We we basically had some resolutions um, last year, which was go see an Eve show, um, go to the Electric Ballroom, uh, a couple of other things. We've we've done that um, next year. Well, this year rather, we're going to be uh, trying to engage more with the different promotions. So WXW dubby's mm. on the list. We're going to see 16 carrot which is kind of their version of mania um more local shows um but yeah long live wrestling
1: okay thanks for listening uh, if sorry we're on Twitter TLB oh, yeah. WrestlePod TLB
0: WrestlePod uh, if you um, want to come back to us
1: with your thoughts on those or you know who you would have selected
0: yeah I um, doubt we'll we have any reviews I'd be surprised I haven't even done a faux review but if you want well, to give us a review give us a five star on review iTunes, on iTunes yeah um, and that would be great we're also on um, Stitcher and other Spotify Spotify all of them we're on everything we're everywhere
1: Soundcloud okay well thanks for listening everybody and uh, keep on uh, watching wrestling and drinking beers bye bye
0: people's letters and beers